Thank you so much for joining us in this discussion tonight. We're going to tackle an important issue, the subject of racism and how it affects Christians, the church, and our community. A while back when this all started, I began asking people, what can we do? They said one of the most important things that we can do is start open conversations to be real and raw and open with one another. Tonight, we want to dig into this with Christian friends, with the Bible, and with open conversation to see where God's leading us to be the answer to our generation concerning this issue of racism. Hey, we wanted to welcome everybody to our family conversation. This is our FBC family, which makes it so cool. And this is an important topic for us to get into and get real with these issues and and just open up our hearts and have honest conversations. And the reason why I wanted to do this and I approached us about sitting down to do this because of the fact is we're a multicultural church. And I know that these issues are not just in the world. They affect us in the church. They affect us as friends. We're, We're to bear each other's burdens and to understand each other. And I just know that the Bible has the answer. And if the world is looking for answers, it's got to start with us. It's got to to come out of our mouths and our conversations and our families and from this very stage that we preach on every week. And so uh, I'm excited about doing this. I'm excited about talking with you guys. I'm excited about just getting real and being honest. And so we've got a great team. Yeah, awesome. I just want to introduce uh, who we have here. We are all friends, part of the same church family. Uh, We've got Anthony down at the end. Anthony leads our first impressions team. Uh, He's part of the student ministry, always serving on outreach. Great guy. Glad to have him. This is Shirley. Uh, Shirley is a part of our worship team, and she's just a great person to be around here. Grew up in our church, so you've been here around the church for a long time. Of course, Pastor Tony's our lead pastor. Those of you that are watching that aren't part of our church family, we've got Mark and Angel, and uh, they raise kids in this church. They've been here for a while. They're part of our bus ministry, our transportation team. And then we've got Brother Ed, uh, loves to be known as Brother Ed, and he's part of the John Maxwell leadership team with us tonight. So we're excited about a good conversation. Uh, our, Our conversation may not be perfect, but we want to... Uh, respect one another. We want to understand one another. I know I've got questions I'm, I'm wanting to ask. So let's get into the first question here. Um, let's define the issue. What is racism? And, and with this question, maybe the direction we want to go is, uh, what does it look like in, in real life? Where have you seen it? How have you experienced it? Uh, what is your experience with racism? How would you define it? Uh, let's just talk about that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Whoever well, would can like to I go first. start off by saying yeah. what it isn't? Sure. Mm. If somebody disagrees with you, that doesn't automatically mean racism. That's good. If someone has a issue because of maybe something you said or something you did, doesn't automatically mean racism. Yeah. I think we use that term way too yes. too much. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the definition, racism is really if someone has the opportunity to oppress you, you know, whether that's financially or socially, if they have that, that power over you. Mm-hmm. So when you hear the word racist, be careful of saying it because yeah. everybody's really not good. racist. 100%. That's really good. Well, I, th- I think racism, we have to bring out our skin tone, our color. Yeah. Uh, God made each of us in his image. Yeah. His image. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you're here in Columbus, you probably like the high state Buckeyes. Mm. But you don't like Michigan. And so it's either or. And when your color, you decide to discriminate and like our sister said, oppress someone, 
that is racism based upon their skin. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, we do that with people we never met before and don't know, mm -hmm. basically just on their skin color. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. racism. You Race devalue the person. Because Racism to color. me too is one of the aspects of it is judging somebody's character by their color. Yeah, and and I mean that happens that's all right. over the place. It's it's judging their character by their color, and I know that that's one aspect of it too. I will say one like a real life experience for me because you wanted to know what it looks like in the world. Um, a couple of months ago, um, in 2019, it was around Christmas time, and I went to a store in Easton, and I won't say the name of it. Um, I walked in the store. Um, there were two white ladies that worked there. And uh, when I came to the store, of course, they greeted me. Like, I've worked in customer service before, so I know how it works. You greet, you tell them about your sales, right? I'm all for for that. So I walked in the store, and I noticed as I was just moving around, looking around, um, the, the cashier, every time I looked up, she was right near me. Um, and at first, I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to her. Maybe she's just, you know, trying to do her job. Um, and I, I, but then every time I kept moving around, because I was like, well, wait a minute. I'll, every time I look up, she's right around me. Remind you, there was a group of, you know, uh, white uh, kids in the back, right? All in a circle, right? But she started following me. Um, and that's a real life experience where I just, honestly, I couldn't believe it because anybody who knows me, like, I don't steal. You know, if I go into a store, it's because I can't afford it. If I can't, I window shop at home like everybody else. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and it's kind of the things like, you know, anybody who knows me, I don't really talk about racism a lot just because it's a sensitive subject. Doesn't mean I don't believe in it. I firmly believe it exists. But I believe before I ever have a conversation with you, I think the issue is we got to have an open perspective, right? Because let's be honest, there's a lot of people who probably never experienced it, don't know anything about it. Um, and I may be going a little bit too far, so just follow with me. Um, I, think, I think the issue is that everybody's yelling. Everybody's saying, look at me. I'm the victim. And some of them have valid reasons, right? But I think as the church, as the believers, we have to, I point it back to Jesus, right? So I don't care if anybody agrees with me at all. Like if you don't agree with me, I'm 100% okay with it. But if you're a believer, we must stand on God's word. That's not optional. That's not up for debate. Like if you're a believer, we must stand on it. So I think the thing with, with just everyone in general is we're not listening, Right. We're not coming with the open perspective. We come with our agenda and we get upset if people don't agree with us. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that they have to agree with you. Right. It says we must stand on truth and love. Um, so that's just kind of one experience with me was just like and I've always been the type like, oh, well, this is the world I'm living. I just have to deal with this every store I go. But we don't we don't have to deal with that. We need to call it out. We need to say something. Um, and racism has continued throughout the years because. We haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. It's been the thing, well, it makes me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Well, sin makes us uncomfortable, and we still talk about it. So why not be uncomfortable if we can actually produce change? Right, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I and definitely, this is an area where I would be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I was always taught, like, you don't, um, you don't talk about racism. You see it, like, I was, in race, like, growing up, uh, I was, like, I always categorized racism as, like, off-color jokes or, or, like, a, a racist joke, you know, um, you know, jokes about a color TV or like that was the, that, that was like the first racist joke I've ever heard something about, I'm not racist. Uh, I've got a color TV or something stupid like that. Yeah. But that was, I was always jokes or it was an uncle or somebody that would say off color things and mm -hmm. just, uh, and that's what I knew racism to be. So uh, yeah, it was, this yeah. is new for me that it's like a topic of conversation. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, we, all, we had black friends and white friends and all different types of friends growing up, and it was never really something in our house that we dealt with. Yeah. Uh, and so when, when things started coming on TV that I saw, I, I happened to think, like, well, why, what's the big deal? Why, is there a, a big problem in the country? And, and, you know, I'm trying to understand more and learn more. And, and since then, I've, I've read stories, uh, news stories of the past uh, that I've seen people share. Uh, Anthony, I think you might have, you've even shared some different things I'd never heard about. Um, I watched some different movies that were really eye-opening to me, yeah. true story movies of people that uh, experience things simply because of their color. And, yeah. and I, never, I never really, it sounds horrible, I never really cared to understand. Uh, it was never something that I thought... I needed to worry about. That was someone else's problem. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's my experience with, yeah. with racism. Um, you know, I want to say this. Two sides, because we're talking about racism, we're talking about the heart. And I'm going to give you two examples. One side uh, I experienced my life, I thought was clear that it wasn't. Well, I didn't feel like it at the time. Uh, I was on a job, one of my first jobs, and my boss had went away. He gave us a job to do. And when he got back, he happened, my boss happened to be white. And the other guy that I was working with was black. And when our boss came back, he was upset. He was like, you didn't get the job done. And my fr- the guy I was working next to was like, oh, he's racist. And I said, no, he's not. He's just mad because we didn't get the job done. Yeah. You know, that was clear to me. But then there's other times when I'm not so sure and I... As being a Christian, I wanted, the Bible tells us to think on things that are good, yeah. just. Um, to give you a good example, I was in a store like Shirley. Um, it was a guy that was ahead of me, and the guy happened to be, I was working. I was a little dirty that day, you know, working around the truck. Uh, it was a guy ahead of me, which happened to be white. Uh, he went ahead, and the, the cashier had a big smile on her face. And right after this guy stepped away, I stepped up. And the whole demeanor changed. But I asked God, Lord, is this me? And I'm thinking the wrong way. Did something just happen? Was it because of how I look? You know, so sometimes it's not as clear, you know, to call it out. I think that uh, society is uneducated and miseducated. If somebody said black lives matter, you can't convince me if they would have said freckled lives matter that the police would come out against them and society would come out against them. Mm-hmm. They're just freckled people. Yeah. We didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime a black person stands up, there, there has to be something wrong with why they're standing up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my, my experience with racism comes from birth. I've been on this earth over six decades. When I was born, my parents named me after somebody and I was born in a hospital in Wheeling, West Virginia. And they put another name on the birth certificate, first name. And I asked my parents, why didn't they make them? They said, because we wanted you to come home healthy. Going six decades today, I can leave this church and I can go down the street and a certain police department, there's two in this area, Groveport and Columbus. One will get on my bumper, and I live a few miles down the road. When I turn to my subdivision, 
This is usually, usually in the evening, not traffic, where it's rush hour. And they'll make a U-turn in the street and go back. Well, they're not protecting and serving. Mm. They're hoping I don't have a, a, a brake light yeah. or my blinker doesn't work or I cross a line. Mm. Yeah. So when you, you, you get into a, a, a lifestyle that you have to have a mechanism so you don't draw attention. Yeah. I'll say this and then I'll, I'll quiet down. I go in the metro parks now to get exercise. And I ride a bicycle. And I go 15, 20 miles, take my breaks because I'm a little older. But when I pass people, everybody's in the right lane going forward. And it's just a thing that everybody does if you pass on your left. And I noticed that when I said on my left, certain people would be like this and then would suddenly almost flinch. Now other people, it, it don't matter. But these people that flinged didn't look like me. Yeah. But this is what God did. When I went to the bike store, he had me buy a bell. Ding, 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 ding. So I've seen that before. So I said, what, what? Ding, ding, ding. So I bought the bell. The same people, the same area, when I ring that bell, hi, how you doing? <laughs> so it's a perspective that yeah. you're uneducated, you're miseducated. And you're afraid because of the color of my skin yeah. and my height. I'm not going to talk about my weight. But <laughs> you're, you're afraid of me because of how I look. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. And I, and I know how Satan works with stuff like this. Because once you're treated like that, especially in society, it's easy to push back. And then all of a sudden, we just go back. And I'm not saying with us per se. Yeah. But Satan loves to do that. He loves to provoke us, you know, to where we end up building up walls against each other. And that's easy to creep into the church, too, if we're not mm-hmm. careful. That what's, stuff is easy uh, to creep say, into like, the church. When you say, like, build up walls, like, what sort of, what sort of things, because I, I never thought about that, like, being scared of somebody riding the bike. Now I have, like, I know, like, don't go into bad neighborhoods. That's yeah. what I was talking yeah. growing up. That's what, 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 well, well, I guess there are certain things that I would, I have been brought up to think like I avoid people that have their saggy pants and that mm-hmm. look okay. So there's like a certain persona of what a thug would look like. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of person where I think that's dangerous, like stay away from those dangerous people. And I, that's just what I've been grown to think. Is that what leads to, is, is that racism or, or not? I want to say because I think that's a great point because I think a lot of times we use the word racism when it's really just a prejudice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's more of being prejudiced. You have a, you, you judge that person okay. based on what they look like. That's, 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 to me, that's, that's a prejudice. Racism is more like Angel said, I think, where you're actually holding people down, keeping them from being able to be what it is they want to, what it is they're, they're striving to be, such as things that happened back, you know, in the civil rights movement or um, I, I kind of think that the way um, we treated Colin Kaepernick. I think that is a form of racism myself. I think that's more than a prejudice. I think that is racism. I think what you're talking about, seeing somebody with saggy pants, is a prejudice. We, we see that 
that's what TV or the news or whatever have told us the thug looks like. So we're prejudiced against yeah. that person. Right. Um, when I was younger, I wore my hair in braids. It led me to a lot of trouble that I probably shouldn't have ever been in, getting pulled over by police because in their mind, that's what a thug looked like. Yeah. Somebody wore their hair in braids. So I don't, I, I think, and I, and I think that's something we have to really be careful about when we're talking. I think somebody, Shirley or somebody said this earlier, throwing the word racism around. Mm -hmm. Racism is, to me, is a lot stronger of a word than prejudice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. I think it's, mm -hmm. honestly, I think it's if you treat people, if you treat a certain race different than you would another person. So I, I would kind of say, like, if, you know, we all have our pictures of what we think, you know, scary people, right? But I say if you saw the same, uh, a white male dressed that way and you mm -hmm. didn't get scared with them, I think that is racism, I would say. Especially if you think this black guy, he, if he wears the same exact thing, he's yeah. a threat, but this white guy wears it and he's not a threat. Like, okay. I think that's, that's racism, right? I got, I got pulled over a lot when I was a teenager. I mean, just being transparent. So by the time I was like 22 years old, I counted 17 times that I got pulled over. I know I'm not proud of this, but I drove a sports car with tinted windows. Mm -hmm. And I had all my lights blacked out and stuff like that. And the cop said, you look like trouble going down the road. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like some of those huh. things. And it was the same thing. And I'm, I know it's not the yeah. same thing, but right, it's an right. idea in their mind that... Pastor Tony, you can change your car. Right, Absolutely. exactly. We, we can't, can't change That's true. That is true. And can I be honest, like, um, maybe this is why I like Pastor Tony so much, because I've been pulled over nine times, you know. Um, they said <laughs> I have. Along. That's why we get along, because we're both criminals, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> criminals for the Lord. No, um, we're putting this on video. I know, like right? Listen, knows. we've paid all our tickets and went to all of our court <laughs> cases, right. so we're good. I've learned my lesson. Um, <laughs> but for me, like, I've been uh, pulled over nine times because, you know, I have a bit of a speeding problem, because um, tomorrow's not promised, so just go fast. Do not live by that rule. Um, but I've been pulled over nine times, and they've all been white cops, right? Um, I think a lot of people are like, they don't understand, like, what's going on? Why are we people are against the police? What's going on? It's not right. It's not all the police fault. I'm going to be honest. I've been pulled over those nine times. They were all white cops. By the grace of God, I've never been treated disrespectfully. They never, like, made me feel any kind of way. But that didn't mean while they were running my tags and while they were walking up to my car, I didn't have a fear. So I know I was talking to Tony about this. The average person, when they get pulled over by the cops, their biggest fear is what? Get Lord, Lord don't give me a ticket. My biggest fear, Lord, don't let me lose my life. And I'm all for respect the cops. I am all for that respect authority, right? But at the end of the day... You have to do this, but then that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be safe. That doesn't guarantee that you won't be targeted. So yeah. I think for me, it'll be easy for, because some people are like, well, I don't understand. I've never been treated wrong by cops. I could have that perspective, but I choose to use the example of Jesus. He empathized with people, right? So I don't have that bad experience, but I know people who do. And when they see a cop, they, they have a face behind their pain. And I think instead of us saying, well, get rid of the cops, because that's craziness. Like if somebody <laughs> break in my house, I'm not calling the protester. I'm calling the cops. So let's be honest. So let's keep Paul Patrol on. Um, let's, let's, let, I mean, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, let's keep serving them. So I think, I think I am all for good cops, the people who do the right thing. There are ba bad people in every race, every position. I think the thing we need to channel instead of saying get rid of the cops, it needs to be, hey, let's have more education. Let's have more understanding. I think we have to bridge that gap because we have to understand that you don't have a problem with them, but they do. Instead of you having a problem with them because they have a problem, sit and listen and understand you know, why. Really, I love that. And I was thinking about that too. Like, I don't have the same experience as maybe you or yeah. you, 
But that doesn't mean that we can't have compassion yes. and empathy, yeah. empathy for one another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Yeah, I just that say, look at Jesus. Life. Whatever he did, that's yes. what we need to do. All Don't right. look at me. Look at Jesus. Yeah. Good. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I, I always, I was, I was really set off by. Um, you know, so we had a lot of rioting, yeah. looting, protesting, and I think that's when everybody got a, an opinion about it. Yes. yes. And, and it's because, like, my first reaction was, why are they doing this to the police? Like, yeah. the police are good. These are the good guys, right? These are the good guys. You got good guys and bad guys. Good guys are police, and the bad guys are the ones burning things down. And I didn't, I didn't, I was, at first I was, like, offended. Like, what in the world? This is terrible. They're allowing this to continue, and I didn't consider... There's a lot of things I had to work through. One, these are also people I'm supposed to care yes. about. Yes. But two, like, I didn't ask the question, like, what's the reason? Yes. What, why? why are they yes. upset? Like, yes. I, 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 I really can't condone stealing, no. burning things, breaking things yeah. uh, in any way. But I, I never thought to just listen, like, yeah. what is the problem here? Why, why is this? Somebody's upset about something. Yeah. And, we don't right. ever justify the behavior. The behavior is wrong. If we want to um, provoke change or end racism, you stealing lamps from Target is not going to help that, right? That's, that's, right. I mean, let's be honest. You burning down the police, that's not going to help. Right. Also, I think the, though, most protesters are not rioters. Yes. That's not one and the right. same. Protester, peaceful protesting is different than those that say, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to go break into that Walmart. Yeah. Right. You know, you see a lot of crowd out and you've got criminals. I mean, there's still yeah. crime going around even if, with the pandemic and the protests and all yeah. that, mm. that's the opportunity for a lot of people that have, you know, their evil thoughts thinking, I'm going to go get that, what I want from Target yeah. right, right I'd like now. to say this. We, we have a thought that we always give to people. We have a giving spirit. Mm -hmm. And everyone always says, I know most of the policemen are good people. Yeah. That's a thought. Not that they're not, but that's just the way we think. Mm -hmm. But you look at the protesters, everything in America has come from a protest. Our independence from Europe came from a protest. Mm -hmm. yeah. We go to war, we, we bombed Japan as a protest and blew things up. But the thing is, right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. But exactly. when you look at the police coming up, spraying somebody in their eyes and their mouth, mm -hmm. With, with different chemicals because they have a badge and they can't lose their job. There was a policeman a couple years ago on YouTube from Columbus, Ohio. He was dancing with kids in the street and it went viral. Yeah. Last year, he comes to a scene on the east side. The scene is secure. The police came because they had a listening device and they thought people were shooting. It was firecrackers. Mm. A guy gets out of his car. He goes over. This policeman says, stop. He said, well, that's my wife. I want to talk to her. He said, well, we're interviewing her. We're not arresting her. Another policeman drives up after that. Now, mind you, each one of these police have a shotgun. Mm. This guy gets out of a car. He must have had a higher rank. He said, I'll take care of this. He said, back up. He's backing up. He said, back up. He said, I want to sit back He said, back up. He said, well, what are you going to do if I don't? He punched him right in the face, right in the mouth. Mm. Everybody saw it. He's a policeman today. Mm. There's, there's sheriff deputies that have lost their jobs for what they did to people locked up. So when they say defund the police, what they should say is reorganize. Mm -hmm. If you got a cancer, 
it's not going to go away. Yes. You got to attack it. Yeah. And there, there's, there's tests when each of us go to get a job for our behavior, behavior analysis. Mm-hmm. And there's a test whether you're biased toward a certain group. But when you have a rule that I'm in fear of my life, I can take anybody's life and I keep my job, yeah. you're not held, held to accountability. And Jesus says, I made everybody in my image. And what is the greatest commandment? To love thy God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and to love your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So if we would love our neighbors instead of call them a, a looter, a thief, a hood, a white this, a black that. If we say that's, that's my neighbor and I need to pray for that person, I need to minister to that person. The whole landscape of the next generation could change. It's a lot easier to like think negatively of somebody or yeah. hurt them if you think of them of like a different name, like you think of them as a looter. Yeah. Like, what do you do with looters? Well, looters should go to jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's our. I, I like how you said it. it's our neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what do you do with a thug? You avoid a thug. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you need to talk to the thug yeah. and get to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, we we assign these labels so we distance yeah. ourselves, yeah. you know, from people that and way. And it goes to show you like the darkness in the world. So our typical reaction as Christians. We won't say it, but we don't sometimes want to be around people who make us feel uncomfortable, who do things differently or make us um, challenge our views, right? But I think the thing that Jesus did, like he actually went and sat with sinners. He loved sinners. He never condoned it. So we're never justifying what they do, what they're doing. But we understand before I can ever speak to your heart, the last thing you need me to say is, well, all lives matter. Well, I get that, right? But at the end of the day, there's a deeper problem. So I need you to speak to that. Take, take away your agenda, your perspective, and, let, and think to yourself, this person is hurting. This person is acting out like hurt people hurt people, right? So I believe, are you going to have opportunities with the looters and the protests? And again, not all protests were violent. They were some peaceful. But I, I try to use this perspective because I don't agree with the, the looters and all that. But Lord, why are they like that? right? Why are they so angry? And I believe that God can work through us when we take that perspective of, Lord, I want to understand, even if we don't agree, instead of, well, that's wrong, they're wrong. Okay, well, looting is still a sin like lying is. Looting is still a sin like jealousy. Looting is still a sin like gossiping. So I think sometimes we get confused. We think, well, looting is up on a higher level. God has no ranking when it comes to sin. So just like they're doing sin, we're doing sin. So if you don't want God to respond how we respond to people, Mm -hmm. make sure you turn that grace back around, Mm -hmm. right? And the Lord never... He called right, right, and called wrong, wrong. And he obviously disciplines his children when we're not lining up to us. But I think sometimes we want want God to just remove everything instead of realizing God gets the glory when his people actually goes out into the darkness. If we're saying, God, remove them, remove them where? How are they going to hear about Jesus, right? It's our job to go out there into the battlefield of life and actually meet them where they are. That's good. Maybe sometimes that we're talking about the world here and they don't know how to react, um, Maybe they need to see both sides of the Christian. They need to see that, yes, I lift up the police officer. I respect the police officer. But at the same time, I'm willing to get my hands dirty and reach the person that's hurting. And that's what the world needs to see. Um, Yes, we should respect authority. And we shouldn't. And then at the same time, to understand where they're lashing out because they're hurting. So it's two sides to there. Uh, why do you think it is that some people 
like don't see it as an issue or they just dismiss it so quickly. Like uh, you, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick and I, I don't really know much about him, but my, my initial thought when that was happening was like, I, I understand the patriotism side. Like I, I was, uh, I was not at all seeking to understand why that, why he was kneeling. I was like, I just went along with really what I was told was this guy is not a patriot and he doesn't like it in his country, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> some, some thing that like, why, why doesn't he stand for the flag? I don't understand. Uh, doesn't he, isn't he like to be an American, you know? And I think like stuff like that. And also uh, when it came like with, we, cause we were hearing the message, black lives matter, black lives matter, but it was paired up with, all of these cities in our country are burning down all like all this, this actions. And so like the, we were all for, we want law and order and we want uh, patriotism. But, but I understand, I've taken time to understand, but I don't know. What do you think about that other side of it? How can, uh, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think um, I can say black lives matter. Because black lives matter. Mm -hmm. People feel like if they say black lives matter, then they are against the police. Yeah. Okay. I su I'm, which, like Shirley said, I support the police 100%. Mm -hmm. I do want to see reform Absolutely. in police. I want to see that our, not, not only our police, but our judges, our entire judicial system needs more accountability. I would like to see more accountability throughout. But our police officers do a great job. They do a great service. Mm -hmm. But they do need to be held accountable whenever they, when they step over that line. Yeah. I can say Black Lives Matter and not agree with the platform of yeah. the organization Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Because I don't agree with the platform of the organization Black Lives Matter. Because some of the things that they believe in aren't my beliefs. But black lives matter Amen. to me. Absolutely. So I can, I feel very comfortable saying black lives matter. And I feel very comfortable saying I support police officers. Yeah. You know, I got some of my best friends are police officers. Yeah. And I want to see every police officer go home at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. But when a police officer crosses that line, mm -hmm. they need to be held accountable. Yeah and go through the judicial system. And if the judicial system finds them not guilty, that's, then they're not guilty. Yeah. But to just be able to do it and have, what is it called? Um, what is it? Something immunity. Uh, I can't, can't think of the terminology right now. But to not have to even worry about facing consequences. I mean, like Siobhan out in Minnesota. He... You could tell by the look on his face when he had his knee on Floyd's neck that he had absolutely no feeling that I'm going to be punished for this. Mm -hmm. He was on his neck and he was proud of it. Mm -hmm. And he didn't feel any fear of retaliation for his actions. Yeah. And when you're a police officer and you don't have to, you, and, and you know that no matter what you do, there's no consequences, then you're going to cross that line on a regular basis because you don't have to think about that. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think, and I, I think, and that's the reform I would like to see. As far as the protesters, like Shirley said, 
we don't condone those actions. I don't control looting and, 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 and burning down buildings, but we also do have to empathize. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, they should be peacefully protesting. Well, throughout history, black people have peacefully protested. They were, they were beaten then. They were hosed down with water hoses. Dogs were put on them. Everything you could think of, Colin Kaepernick had a peaceful protest. He was called unpatriotic. If he don't like this country, he should leave. Fire him from the top. And see, when, you, when, the, when the leader of your country is willing to speak out against that, but then when you have peaceful protesters in North Carolina, and you have um, white supremacists that drives into the crowd and mows them over and beats them. But then the leader of your country who wants to speak out against a black protest says, oh, there were good people on both sides. But you call these guys thugs and SOBs because they're black and protesting peacefully. Now that is racism to me. That is, to me, that is racist. Because every time, uh, anytime a black organization, a black group of people, anything, try to protest, you speak out and everything you use about them is a nasty word. But when white people protest, everything you say about them is good. How are we as black people supposed to take that as anything other than racist. Yeah. That to me is racism in its finest form. And then you have people who you love and you trust that support that and won't speak, they will, and they will speak out against this group as well. But then when this group is, the same group is wronged, yeah. They're silent. So if you're going to speak out against something whenever they're protesting, but then when they, pro when they protest the issue and then it turns around and the same issue comes back and affects them, now you're going to be silent. Yeah. I think the whole rhetoric is all misinformed. And like you were saying about education, you know, sometimes we can be overeducated, you know, because the verse in the Bible that says as far as too much education. Ever learning, never yes. knowledge. Yeah. And that is, you know, we have to think about your experience is different than my experience. Yeah. But as a Christian, I'm going to love you because you're my brother and sister in Christ. Let's have open communication. Like, this is great. Yeah. Like how we grew up. I didn't grow up, you know. We grew up differently, and we thought how we grew up, okay, this is how I grew up, this is what I learned, this is, this is good. I mean, like Pastor Tony, I hear you, sometimes you're talking about your brothers and you and being a rednecks. And a lot of people are like, ooh, rednecks? Isn't that kind of, can, can, if I called you a redneck, but, you know. So, <laughs> I would think you were right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like how, and then, you know, I, how I grew up, you know, and we're just so used to our norms. And then when we come out in the world, everybody is so different. Mm -hmm. And I think we are 
It's so much noise, so much so noise. Much. And surely you said it because we should be listening to yes. Jesus, yes. not the millions of voices yes. out here yeah, because right. it is all on him. Like, yes. how are we hating somebody because they're hurting? Yes. Right. That boggles my mind when people get upset about people that are hurting. Mm-hmm. If you did not experience that, yeah. if you did not have your child walking home at night get shot and killed by somebody who wanted to be a police officer. If you didn't have that worry, why are you upset because other people are? Why are you upset because your little 15-year-old is playing with a toy gun and he got shot and he got killed? Why are you upset that people are upset with that? Why are you upset because you're sitting in your apartment and people, the police, want to fire into your apartment thinking that they have the right apartment when they have the wrong apartment and you're upset because people are upset. You don't see the hurt and the pain of the family members who have to bury their loved ones. They don't have the answers. They're not getting the answers because a lot of police officers, a lot of people are not being held accountable. I mean, it's not even just the police officers because, you know, Trayvon Martin, his killer was not a police officer. Um, Amir, there, when he got shot, they were not police officers. So it's not just the police. And believe me, I don't have a negative connotation toward the police. I, I, I need them. Like, surely I ain't calling no protest to come protect honey, me either. Police, you, where you at? You coming? All right, right. Front. There's good and there's bad and everything. Right. And we just have to remember, like, it has to be addressed. It has to be uh, have an open dialogue. And it's like, what can we do? Yeah. Don't say I'm going to agree with the police, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I agree with the good. I yeah. want the good. Yeah. And ble- I love my country. I know that this yeah. country is the best. Co- I have not been out of the country like living. I know you have. You've been in the yeah. Navy. And I'm thinking there's oppressed women in so many different countries yeah. that can't drive, that can't vote. I mean, and yes, we did. And the United States used to have that yeah. where the ladies were subservient to the men you know and so we have ladies rights now thank the lord for that praise him yes (laughs) and i mean it was a lot that built up but just because you know it's not a perfect country does not mean that it's a horrible yes this is one of the best countries and And irregardless of who's the president i'm sorry irregardless of who's the president yeah we still have a great yes. country. And That's there's true. nothing wrong with calling stuff out that is wrong. That does not mean that I'm not patriotism. That is a patriotic or that doesn't mean I don't like America. I love America, but at the end of the day, right is right, wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. I've been out the country. I've been to Brazil and Dominican Republic and the oppression that we face over here, the struggles we face over mm-hmm. here, it's a luxury to them. So I would yeah. never want to be anywhere but this state. Yes. But at the end of the day, I am going to call things out that aren't right. And that doesn't mean that I hate that people feel as though, well, if you agree with the police, then you don't agree with Black Lives Matter and all this stuff it's like no one has to choose a side we choose the bible and nothing else matters i i love that too and that's what the you know when we started this we were like let's let's get into the issues but we have got to talk about what's going to change things Mm -hmm. because satan according to the bible has blinded the minds of those that believe not so they're going to do every man's going to do that which is right in their own eyes Mm -hmm. if i'm hurt i'm going to lash out if i have a badge of authority you're going to have people that abuse that and it's going to be in politics and everything else but i think what's coming out of this group and in the church should be different to, yes. to like speak into all of those things of the shining light of truth of when it comes to that. And I, I think that, that that's been heavy on my heart because we've all seen this so mm-hmm. much yeah. 
And I'm thinking, how are we going to fix this? How are we? And I, when I say we, I don't even mean America or the president. I mean Christians. Yes. Because really, the word of God is the answer. Amen. And this has the answer. And Jesus Christ was our illustration of that answer, mm -hmm. uh, of that and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so I love that. Because if you yeah. notice, every one of us, as we're talking about, we, we end up driving right back to Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The world doesn't do that. Yeah. The, wor the world doesn't know how to yes. do that. Yeah. I, th I think that we as Christians, the church body, have to represent Christ's teaching. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Now, this, is, this is the first time we've done this. Yeah. But I think there needs to be some white brothers and sisters here mm -hmm. so that we can have a dialogue. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. you don't know me and I don't know right, you. Right, right. right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if, if we can do that, I can be my brother's keeper. Yeah. yeah. And you can be the Good Samaritan. We can follow the word of God, yeah. Yeah. but we have to be able to dialogue together, not just come in a building and I sit here and you sit there and yes. kumbaya. Right. Yeah. We have to get into conversations. Yeah. I need to know your children's name. You need to know my family. Yeah. That, that's when a family comes together when you know each other. Yeah. And, and then you don't look at the color. Right. You look at the soul, right. the heart yeah. of the person. Yeah. Family. Yeah. I agree 100% with you, Brother Ed. I, I really would like to see that conversation with some of our white brothers and sisters, too, because I've had a lot of my friends ask me or say, I don't know what to say mm -hmm. or what should I say. Yeah. And first thing is, what does the word the words in you would just love, but biggest thing that I can tell anybody is listen, yeah. just listen. You know, the thing that I feel like I've witnessed throughout this whole thing is that people listen to respond yeah. rather than listen to understand. That's so true. true. Mm -hmm. And true. if we just listen to each other to understand my perspective, understand your perspective, and that, I believe, gives us the empathy. Mm. But when all we're doing is listening, oh, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I got the, I got the, I know what I'm going to say about this. Yeah. Now you haven't heard anything else they said other than what you think and you're going to respond. Yeah, that's so true. Yep. One of the things that really helped me was a book I shared with you, Pastor. Yeah, that's one of the things that inspired us doing this today. The third option Yep. It's by a pastor in San Diego, California, named Miles McPherson. He said his church looks like Skittles. Mm. Mm. Different races, different nationalities, different backgrounds. But he keeps going back to the Bible, but he gives exercises for people to do. He says that uh, we are, we're all in an in-group. Yeah. You women, you guys looked at each other when you sat down. You're in a group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys know how to communicate different than we can communicate with you. Us guys, we know about sports and things like that. We're in a group. And you got to be able to go outside your group. Yes. If you're white or if you're black, yeah. if you're rich, if you're poor, because yes. mm. that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if, we can, if we can get outside of ourselves mm. and get into what Jesus taught. Yes, yeah. yes. I think I shared this with Pastor Tony. I'm at an age now where I don't just read the Bible. I try to live it. Yeah. Yes. Living the word is different than 
memorizing a scripture mm -hmm. and knowing not what to do. Yeah. It's actually going through and not doing what you shouldn't do mm -hmm. yeah. and doing what you shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. and, and black people have to learn when someone ha has oppressed them, been prejudiced, ask for forgiveness, you've got to give them forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think for the, the church, the body of church, needs to have discussions, then you need to have a forgiveness ceremony. Yeah. There, and I think it's important, too, that we're able, me and Shirley had some good conversations. Actually, I've had conversations with all of you guys mm -hmm. before this. And one thing that I opened up about is the importance of us being able to be honest with each other and not be fearful. Because at the beginning of this, I, I had so many people say, well, you can't say that or you said that wrong. And I just backed off because I was like, I don't know what to say. So I was silent. And then when you're silent, you look like you don't care. Mm -hmm. Then when you step up to say something, it's like you said that wrong. And I think it's important for us to show grace to each other to say, oh, I hear you. out." Even for this, even everybody watching right now, the people that are tuning in, they're going to be sitting there writing people off like, well, I don't agree with him. That's the beauty of us being a family. You're not always going yes. to agree with everybody. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I can still always love everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if anybody starts writing somebody off because I disagree with them, yeah. you know, th then we don't understand the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. right. nope. You know, and so that's important for us to understand. And so having these conversations is so important. And I think this part, we're, we're going to go with this. We're going to have some application here in a minute. But to, to continue this to where we can be okay with asset, I, this is crazy, just going to be honest, and I had this, I think I asked both of you guys this when we were talking, mm -hmm. I don't know what to call people. Yeah. Like, like I said, can I call black people black people? And I know that sounds funny, <laughs> but I didn't know if that was right. racial yeah. slur, if that was you the wrong You don't want to be way. called racist. I, I don't want to, yeah, I'm so fear. paranoid of saying yeah. the wrong thing. Yeah. That I didn't know. So you just don't say anything. Right. That's is, how it, I, is it yeah. African-American? And I heard the word, you know, being colored growing up and all that others. And I'm probably saying the wrong thing right now. And I'm like, you know, I was like, people are like, turn it, turn it off. You know, like, he said delete that. Right. Thumbs down, thumbs down. Yeah, I'm not sharing this. That's video. right. He speeds and yeah. says the wrong yeah. words, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah. But I just want, I want to, but the only way to know is to ask. ask. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. That's and right. I think for ask. all of us, I think you said it best, like, what I've been praying for with all this, because I think, and I love how you said it, with everything that's going on, God, I'm pointing back to my heart. Is there something I'm missing? Even if I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm fighting for a worthy cause, yeah. God, are my actions pointing to your glory, right? right? Because you can, there's nothing, let's be honest, guys, we can be righteously angered. There's nothing yes. wrong with that. It's actually in the Bible. But I think when our righteous anger becomes more about myself and getting my opinion out and how I feel, winning then I think, an yes, like yeah. winning an argument is not going to end racism, yeah. right? You guys sitting down having a conversation. So the thing I've been asking, Lord, fix my heart. Is there anything I need to? Let me stop trying to convince people to believe there's a problem. Lord, fix me if I am the problem. But yeah. I've been asking the Lord, Give me grace, right? Mm -hmm. Give me grace. Because I, as a black person, I may say something that some white people may feel is, oh, like, that's offensive. I'm going to extend grace to you. Yeah. And I want you to extend grace to yes. me. But I'm asking the Lord to give me wisdom. Like the mm -hmm. Lord is so good. He has not ran out of wisdom for us, right? <laughs> so if you're like, I don't know what to do, this word still works, right? right. And you great. pray and you ask the Lord, yeah. Lord, give me wisdom on what to say and how to say it and when to say it. Right. Because right. let's be honest. Your, your post or your meme, and we all, we all done it before, so nobody's yeah. up here and said, 
that's not going to convince people like, oh, Angel, and I'm not pulling on you. Angel posted this meme. You know what? She is right. Or Shirley, you know what? She posted this video about Harriet Tubman. You know what? I am a racist. Like, no. That, that's not going to fix it, right? I right. think, that, and I think some social media can be good, but it can also be used. And I think we sometimes have good intentions, but I've been asking the Lord, Lord, if whatever, when you do something, you're pointing to something or someone. Lord, let my actions point to you. Let my posts point to you. Let my words point to you. Let my speech point to you. If it does not point to you, shut my mouth. Let me get the hiccups, like whatever it is. Because my biggest thing is, Lord, I don't want me to be the reason you don't get glory. I don't want me to be the reason where, because I think we all have like lost and saved friends on our Facebook page. And at the end of the day, he said it best. We're supposed to be the hope. If the hope is complaining about how awful the world is Mm -hmm. to the lost, they're like what's the point all right well the christians they got the hope and they're upset about it well shoot the world is doom and gloom but no hey i'm gonna call things out but at the end of the day i'm gonna continue to point to god i'm continue to point to his love because he's still working and he's still good even in the midst of a pandemic even in the midst of racism god is still on his throne he was not surprised by 2020 he was already here before we got here so that means he already has a plan and he doesn't waste pain so i know god is about to do something i don't know what it is but i'm for the ride this is part of it (laughs) yes Absolutely. This is part of it. And yeah. I, I want to go through a passage with you guys. And I think this is cool because I think we can sit there and say Jesus is the answer and the church has the thing. And so God laid this passage on my mind of us having a biblical yeah. view of things. In Colossians 3.10, and anybody that's following along can listen to this or even look it up with him. And he says, and, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Now, Just understanding for us as Christians, we view the world through the eyes of God. You know, when I think of what Jesus was, I think of racism in the Bible. And there was racism in the Bible. There was a lot of it. And the Samaritans didn't get along with the Jews. And then Jesus is on this thing. He said, I must must go through Samaria. And he went out to find one and to minister to that girl that was rejected within her own people, but rejected by the Jews too. And I think when Jesus was saying this, he said, I want you to put on a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that has got to be important with us as Christians is for the church. We don't view things from the perspective of Democrat, Republican. We yes. don't view them from the perspective yeah. of white and black. Yes. We view them straight from the perspective of the word of God that everything mm-hmm. lines up. And you think about this, God created us different on purpose. Yes. Yes. And to reject that is to reject God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when we embrace it, we understand it. I've used this illustration before. If you take a bouquet of flowers, some of the most beautiful things of flowers is when you have all the different varieties in one thing. And they're all different. They're all bunched together. And they make a beautiful bouquet of flowers. All the differences. And I think families are like that. And the church family, the Skittle thing you were talking about, God looks at a variety of church of Asian, black, white, young, old, rich, poor, whatever it is. And God sees us stand up and bring glory to God to him together. And God says, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. And if that's beautiful, guess what Satan wants to do? Destroy it. Destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Make us fight, disciples. argue, unfree. Yeah, oh yeah, perfect I mean, illustration. Were not the yeah. They were different. <laughs> yeah. We got fishermen and yep. doctors and all that other stuff that was there. He, he rolls verse 11. He says, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarians, Scythians, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. The unity that he thought, he said, he's, you put each other in groups. We're not a black church. We're not a white church. We're God's church. Amen. 
And that's not to say that we don't see color, because Shirley yeah. helped me with that. Like, see me, see, see me as a black woman, yeah. see me as a white dude. <laughs> you know? you can, exactly. I need to understand your struggles. Understand, you need to mine. because together we make something right. beautiful. Yes. Together, are the variety and stuff. But but look at Colossians three tell He says, "But put on." That literally means start thinking like this or start acting like this. Like you were saying, I don't want to just know the scripture. I want to do it as the elect of God who is different, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering. But did you guys notice it doesn't just say to the people you agree with? Does anybody see that? I read that. It it does not. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't say if you agree with them, it says if you are God's people, you better show mercy, show kindness. So everybody watching right now, you can disagree and still show good, goodness and kindness to yes. people. Yes. I think we miss that so mm-hmm. much. Well, I disagree with you. Unfriend, unfollow, yep. thumbs down, whatever it is. Avoid you in church. Walk the long yeah. way around the hallway. Right. <laughs> I said I was sorry. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> it says, of mind. Oh, That's yeah. That's how I'm thinking. I mean, I have to have the right mindset. Um, even if I think someone's against me i'm willing to take the first step to make things right give them the benefit of the doubt yeah yeah. maybe they didn't mean anything by that or it says the next thing verse 13 forbearing one another that literally means be putting up with each other's differences and thank god god does that with us because god is forbearing with us he's willing to do it so if one person says black lives matter blue lives matter and all lives matter we, can, we don't have to fight over that. We yes. can sit there and say, well, let me show you perspective. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that. Yeah. Have you ever thought of this angle? Why are yeah. you getting so upset yeah. about forbearing one another? You know, it says, forgive one another. Do you know the only way to really forgive one another is you have to have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. mean social media either. Yes. Right. <laughs> We're posting a meme to try to get at them because you disagree with them. Yeah. I had this thought about that and I don't want to tear down where everybody just said, but do you think God came with the first example, and we adopt things. For example, like the matter. Um, God came, and he said, love him with all our heart, our soul, and mind. And then he says, love that neighbor. Wow. Maybe we should have stuck with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What God gave us instead of going with the matter, because that's what Satan wanted. Yep. Yeah. Have we ever thought about it that yeah. way? Vision. I thought, because the matter is kind of saying me, yep. but the neighbor is going outward, yeah. you, mm. yeah. you know. All neighbors matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to hashtag that. They're, they're hashtag that. It's going to start trending right here. Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And man, we really messed up. And God still forgave us. Yeah. My favorite is verse 14. And above all these things, put on love, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness or the bond that connects us or completes us. You think about that. I, that's why I love this group that we have right here. We're all part of God's family. We're all part of fellowship family, yeah. right? And I, I was telling Chris as we were getting ready for this, I said, you know what I love about this group? I feel like I could sit, sit down with them and say anything. And even if I'm dead wrong or mess up, they're going to love me anyways. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to have open conversations. And I hope that rolls over to the audience that's yes. watching right now for them to catch on that the same yeah. thing is, we can disagree. I can listen to something on the video and say, well, I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, talk about it. Ask yes. them. Sit down. Love yes. them anyways. But above all these things, put on love. We need to do that. And love is sacrifice. Love is patient. Love is kind. All these things. So, guys, let's, I, I know we've talked for a while. Let's wrap this up. So where do we go from here? 
you know, I'm, I thought about this, is how do we fix this? And I want you guys to chime in. We're going to talk, I, wa- I want to mention four things, and, and I would love to make application. Let's talk about it. So people can watch this and take away and say, okay, I'm going to go through those four things in my mind or heart and do these things, right? So where do we start? And I thought, this is for me, this is me talking. We've got to start with our own hearts. Yes. And you can sit there and say, I'm not a racist or I'm not this or I'm not that. But I think sometimes we have to step back and say, do I treat people differently? Yes. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Do I have an attitude or a perspective mm-hmm. about people, whatever? I think it's got to start in our hearts. And if there's even this much, mm-hmm. we've got to get it out. I mean, black versus white, but white yeah. versus black. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what are our perspectives of things? I you think know, it's got to start with us. I think with our hearts, and this is... I have not been vocal online about these things because I've, I've been trying to check my heart and every time I check, <laughs> I realize I'm wrong on a lot of things. Yeah. And so I, I, I think we need to just constantly remind ourselves with scripture, yeah. not what Fox News says, not what CNN says, not what anyone else says, yeah. uh, but what the Bible says. Um, a couple a couple verses that I remind myself, and this is one I memorized a long time ago. Uh, it was Second Corinthians five fifteen. Said it begins, and that he died for all, mm. that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. But that phrase, and that he died for all, that he died for all. Yeah. There, outside of racism, there's so many things that divide us. Oh yeah. And there's so yeah. many things that make make us say, I don't want to spend time with that person, or uh, yeah. you know, I'm glad they. They're alive, but I'm not going to be their friend. And there's just all these divisive things that we, yeah. we, we separate people. But everybody's equally valuable because yeah. Christ died for all. And that's yeah. something, if I remind myself of that, uh, that's really got me because, like, you know, we name people, uh, we call them looters or we call them criminals, and we really devalue them. Christ died for all. And yeah. that, that alone has been helpful for me. And the other thing that I remind myself is um, just the importance of unity yeah. in the church. I understand the world is going to do what they do, but uh, we let things divide us, and there can be nothing that divides us. We're, we, we, we don't come together around issues and topics on the news. Our common bond is Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> yes. and, and we can't let little things divide us. And obviously this is a major issue, yeah. but our skin color should not divide us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our our country, honestly, I, I, I had to preach about this uh, this past week. Um, we have a, another country that unites us, not the United States. And that's yeah. how we can have things in common with people from other countries. Our bond is Christ. It's a heavenly bond. It's just more than these little divisive things down here. So yeah. I've been having to just remind myself. And I think that's the scripture, <laughs> reminding ourselves from the Bible. So. Yeah, and put yourself in check when you have a negative attitude or yes. before you're Again, like in this, is, like you were saying, this isn't just the racism, just unity as a whole. Yeah. Before you start unfriending them or whatever, you need to check your heart of what's going mm-hmm. through. Did you t- even take the verses forgiving one another, long yeah. suffering, and yeah. all that? Yeah. I think after our hearts, it's a matter of starting it in our homes. Yes. 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 I think it's got to start in our homes. I think we need to have conversations with our kids. We're watching the news, conversations flare up and stuff, and we've got to stop and, and, and ask ourselves. I mean. Is this right? Is our attitudes right? Is a perspective? Is this giving glory to God or glory mm-hmm. to Satan? We have yeah. to do that because that can that can fester into something to where it grows into our future church leaders and, and mm-hmm. our government leaders or whatever mm-hmm. coming out of our families. That's not right. Then the next thing that I thought of is is uh, making it right in the church. Mm-hmm. When we come here, and we we've had conversations about this of treating kids 
that come in off the streets or kids that uh, mm-hmm. are, are different than us and, and, you know, and treating everybody the same and yeah. loving everybody the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And having those conversations to be able to talk. And we've all done that with each other. I've gone yeah. to them and just say, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got to practice what we preach. That's one of the hardest things. Let's practice Man. what we preach. We know the word. We can quote it. But we, we ask we, us to live do, it. Doing it. No speak just, English. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. And then the last thing I just thought of from the church, we've got to just live it out in our communities, which is what like you were saying, speak up. That's not right. And what, I think that a lot of things when we were saying that and people were bringing up, about George Floyd's background and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It wasn't right. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> right. I don't care what he did. Yes. It wasn't right. And then I say on the same thing, when people are like throwing things at police officers, yeah. that's not right nope. either. Right. Nope. Not and then all. they're looting. That's not right either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For us is we're not choosing sides. Right. Yeah. We already chose a side. Yep. Amen. Yes. Our, our side is what's right. We're yeah. going to stand on what's right. And so as long as we're deciding on the, the word of God, we can stand for please and for black yes. wives and for yes. unity yeah. all yes. at the same time. Yes. And so uh, these are the things on my mind. But I wanted to have this conversation just because... I hope this, with everybody watching right now, will just, it will start conversations in their homes. Husbands and wives talking and church leaders talking and community people talking and stuff. Because if we don't talk about it, it means we're ignoring it. If we're ignoring it, we know from the Bible that things don't just go away when you ignore it. So I appreciate you guys being uh, willing to sit down and have this conversation. And uh, I think one of the best things we can do to close this out is pray. Yeah. And Brother Ed, would you mind uh, starting us? And then I'll close us out after that and we'll be done. That'd be great. Dear Father God, we come to you in our Lord and Savior's name, Jesus Christ. Uh, You were asked the question, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? You said to love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. And you also said, and the second is great unto it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. God, you're coming back for the church, not for a building. Mm. You're coming back for your people that obey your commandments. So we ask you, Lord, to impart in us how to love our brothers and sisters, how to be our brother's keeper, how to be the good Samaritan. But most of all, law, Lord, is to follow you and your commandments. Teach us, Lord, that it's not our will, it is your will. To be truthful, Lord, we don't want you on our side. We want to be on your side. Amen. Our side is not worthy. Amen. Your side is pure. Your side is innocent. Your side is where we're working to come to, where you greet us, where you say you've been faithful of a few things. Come and enter into the kingdom. But while we're here, Lord, Let us be able to communicate with each other, no matter what race we are, what height we are, what language we speak. These are your people. How can we minister to people if we build up a wall against them? So we just ask, Lord, that you will use us to minister your word and to respect each other and to share your love. We ask you to bless all of the families represented here today, all the families in Fellowship Baptist Church, and all the families in the world. You never slumber, you never sleep, and we all call on you, Lord, and you always answer. 
we might not like the answer, but we might not understand the answer. We might think we're waiting on the answer, but we just need to go back and say, Lord, break it down. What will thou have me to do? And we thank you in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for the people that I'm able to sit in this these chairs and be able to sit shoulder to shoulder and we thank you so much Lord for the unity that you allow us to have as a church and Lord we know that Satan's on the rise to destroy the unity because Lord if we hold the hope and we're the example and we're the light he wants nothing more for us Lord to disagree and to cause division and Lord not stand for truth I thank you Lord for us being able to sit and be able to open up and talk about what's on our hearts and minds how these issues have personally affected us And Lord, our goal, Lord, is change. Our goal is answers. Our goal is to be a church that rises up, Lord, in the midst of so much confusion and lies and hurt and division. Lord, to be a place of hope and security, to be a place of truth and answers. Thank you so much, Lord, that you allow us as Christians to come talk about you, talk about your word, and talk about, Lord, just what you want us to do with it. Help us, Lord, to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we've had together. And Lord, use this conversation to help others. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.